I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter. Joining you by Gunnar. How are you, Gunnar? Doing very well. Thank you, Peter. How are you? I'm fantastic. No Tom this week as of yet. May appear, but currently it stands as me and Gunnar. So what we'll do is we'll all do good and we'll go through our league, top league, blah, 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 first, and we'll move on to the other stuff. So this week's top three in half the front sponsor league is number one, Bayern Munich, 84 points this week. That's S3 Bayern, 304, 303 all in. Pookie Blinders, James Spears, down one position in second, 61 points, 302 all in. And Ajax Trees down, James Anderson, 69 points. 300 points all in. So already there's three guys over 300 points, top three. No bad shooting. The highest point score this week was from Younger. I believe it is Alexander Chernyshkov. I'm assuming he's East European of some sort. 93 points. Listen, this team going to... Anakin goals, 11 points. Hellander, 15 points. Tanzer, 6. McGinn, 10. Barisic, 9. McGrath, captain, 6. Boyle, 11. Furuhashi, 2. And up front, Boyle, Watt, Ramirez, 6, 9, 18 each, 93 points. That is fantastic. Not bad. I actually thought, at start, I made my team, he, he forgot about it and left, but then obviously he's full of ashes in there, so he, hasn't, he has made some. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. So this week was also the second round, second leg of the John Duffery Cup. How'd you go on, Gunnar? I did get on, all right, but uh, I fell short to FPL Irons, so congratulations to him. I uh, hope he goes on to win it now and beats Tom. Yep, as you mentioned, Tom there. I also fell short to Tom. I had a 17-point uh, deficit to return. Tom took a hit, made it 13. I was like, oh, a chance here. I was on a wild card. But Tom still had a good score. And I think I got it within six points, so Tom still took it away. So do you want to talk us through your score for the week and your game week rank? You know. Yes, so I have uh, 73 minus 4 because I took a hit. I have Clark and Golds for 9. Uh, McKenzie got me nothing. McGinn for 10 points. Ramsey, 5 points. McGrath, 3. Captain was Martin Boyle, 22 points. Furuhashi, 2, as well as Abba, uh, Abada got me 2 points as well. Cummings got me 2 points. Nisbet, 8. And Vice Captain Boyce, 10 points. Okay. Are you right? Are you right now, Andy? Uh, my rank is 554 five, in the Mega League. So, well done. Right, so I was on a wild card. I had Carson in goals, five points. Ralphson, three. McCart, seven. Ramsey, five. Captain Boyle, 22. McGuinness, three. Furuhashi, two. Turnbull, a disappointing one point. Face Captain Nisbet, 12. Boy, six. Ramirez, eight. Nothing on the bench, 74 points all out. And after a back of weeks, I am back up to rank 4,100k in the game. Not exactly top 1,000 like you're going to have to need to do. So, quickly go through the results this week and see if anything stands out for us, right? So, on the Saturday, we had Dungeon United nil Hearts 2. So, Hearts keep up their good start to the season. Along with our end of rivals, Hibs, the 2-0 against Livingston. We'll talk about Boyle quite shortly. 2-0 up there. Motherwell won Dundee nil. So, Dundee, again, falling short. On Sunday, Rangers took first blood in the first third game of the season. Rangers won Celtic nil. Aberdeen toiled at home against Ross County, one each. And St. Minnes and Johnson nil nil. So, is it anything stands out for you there, You want to talk about <clears throat> Boyle? On you go. Right, hold that thought. Tom has joined us. So, Tom, we just 
said all the results of the game week. This is where you normally shine. So, what have you got for us for the last game week in FFS? Um, so I'll, I'll probably just run through the scores again and just a few comments on each and each individual game. Uh, Dundee United nil, Hearts two. Uh, Boyce, Boyce missed a penalty there and subsequently scored. Carson got the penalty save. Um, not really good for those following United's defence. We've kind of commented on Dundee United's defence in the past few podcasts. Um, I think Boyce is probably a, a must-have. He's the third highest owned in the game at 44.8%. And he is scoring fairly consistently. He's on penalties. And uh, that's probably about it. It was Hart's first clean sheet of the season. Um Mind you, that might say something about Dundee United's attack. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Hibbs 2-0. Uh, Nisbet goal. That was his first league goal so far. Boyle, Dodge, and McGuinness are currently outscoring him. And Paul McGinn got the assist. So well done for those who remain patient with Paul McGinn. Um, there was also a Boyle goal. Scott Allen assist. I would say probably at this stage, Boyle's a season keeper. Uh, he's the highest scorer in the game so far with four goals. That's goal scorer, not point scorer. Um, Livingston, probably a do not touch for now. Uh, second clean sheet for Hibs, and they're sitting joint for clean sheets with Celtic Rangers, St. Johnston, and Dundee United. Uh, Motherwell 1-0. Uh, Charlie Adam went off injured, so keep an eye on injury news. Hopefully, He'll be fine after the international break for those that own him, but I imagine those that do own him are probably getting a bit frustrated now. He's not really the the points machine that we thought he was going to be. Uh, Tony Watt, I think he is the man to have for Motherwell. He's got the fifth highest points tally in the game and he's only 4.8 million. Uh, another thing I noticed was Jake Carroll. That was his third assist so far this season. But uh, this clean sheet was the, the first clean sheet. Um, so I'm not too sure about uh, clean sheet returns there for Jake Carroll, but certainly attacking returns, potentially. Uh, now on to Rangers 1, Celtic 0. Um, I thought... Um, it's I right, Tom. It's okay. <laughs> 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 uh, I thought Celtic were put in front of goal. They wasted a few chances. I think Ange admitted after the game that he should have played Furuhashi down the middle. So hopefully that's going to be the case going forward because we're all like an out-of-position midfielder. Um, he was the only player in the game, Furuhashi, to have more than one shot on target. Uh, also noted there that Kent hit the post. I think he was a surprise. I thought he was going to be out due to isolation, but a bit of a surprise for everyone. Uh, I, never, I never thought I didn't think either team performed to the best of their ability um, and now probably going to going forward we're maybe going to be second guessing Rangers defence as well so something to keep an eye on there uh, Aberdeen won Ross County won uh, Ramirez goal and Ross uh, Regan Charles Cook scored for Ross County I don't think there's any sort of specific county players that stand out for me, um, Mackenzie was benched, so Ramsey definitely seems to be the more nailed of the two cheapo Aberdeen defenders. I'm still not 100% sold on Ramirez yet. Um, currently keep an eye on him. Uh, Watt and Boyce are currently outscoring him. Cummings is only one point behind and much cheaper. But I think as the season kicks on, Aberdeen have got a few nice fixtures coming up. And if he does start to sort of uh, run ahead of the pack and start outscoring some of these cheaper options, then he's probably going to be next on my, my list, uh, especially with Nisbet sort of underperforming. And finally, the Battle of the Saints, St. Mirren nil, St. Johnston nil. Uh, St. Mirren, none of the players have really shown me enough to invest. And St. Johnston, attacking-wise, not a lot, but... Defensive-wise, as we said, they've been on a par with Rangers, Selic and Dundee United. Though 
the upcoming fixture run is a lot more difficult. They're going to face Rangers, Aberdeen and Hibs in the next three, so maybe something to keep an eye on. Um, but perhaps if you're an owner of Xander Clark, we know that goalkeepers aren't the most, um, not the highest performers when it comes to points. So as a goalkeeper, maybe set and forget, but those that are holding on to the likes of Rooney, um, I think Kerr has left the league last night. But those kind of guys, um, maybe t- time to get rid. Okay, Gunnar. Do you have any thoughts any of these games, any of these players who might have scored in the last minute of these games? Uh, I can start with the boiler, Martin Boyle. Thomas mentioned it there, highest goal scorer uh, in the game. I have it here, uh, a goal, a game. And he's uh, picked up three bonus twice now as well. Uh, so he's come out of this with seven points twice and 11 points twice. For me, and uh, we spoke about it off pod as well, Peter, that Martin Boyle, definitely the best fantasy asset that we have at the minute. Uh, he is He comes at a premium price, but he has delivered exactly what I expected of him. And I'm, I just want to caveat this with, I'm also expecting some kind of drop off soon. He is a really good player and we, we've seen this now, but he, he goes like really like hot and cold from what we've seen last season. So my argument has been pre- in preseason that I'm going to have Martin Boyle and I'm going to hold him unless he gets injured because he does go hot and cold. I managed to get four goals and in total six bonus points out of him now. So if he goes and has a couple of games where he isn't, where he doesn't score himself or where he maybe doesn't assist or whatever, then I'm totally happy to hold him through that because I know one of these hot streaks is absolutely what I'm expecting him to then uh, get through after this like little spell when, when he does go, go cold. So for me, he is at the minute a season keeper. I'm picking up price rises there every week uh, from Martin Boyle. Edinburgh Derby next week. Well, not next week, but next game week. And after that, that could be a bit of a tough one. But after that, the, the games aren't that bad that they have to play. Hibs against St. Mirren, uh, then against St. Johnston, who Kerr has left. Um, against uh, After that, then Dundee United, bit of a tougher games. Then against Aberdeen and Celtic, then you play Ross County after that. So the run for me is super decent. He's one I'm definitely keeping. He's totally in form, the boiler. Fantastic. Yep, I agree with both of you. I think he is probably right now the must-have asset. Say and forget. Like you said, Gunnar, he will blow hot and cold. But he just need to kind of ride that storm a wee bit. I think he could probably have more points that he's got. I mean, I mentioned this last week, I believe. There's times some of his teammates don't step up to the mark and he's can be performing a level above. So that's also could be downfall in the games coming up, whereas he could be on the ball, but he's people who's assisting to earn, then they won't get the points back. But to me, as you say, there as well, his price rise is fantastic. Every week you're watching the go up, you're sitting on it. Bodes well to me, you know, a wild card or the money you've got to spend, but yeah, he's he's not even my team with less injury. Hey, no, Saturday, Tom, you already mentioned Boyle, so you're fine with that, aren't you? Um, the only other thing was um, the weekly kind of top 20. Um, did a breakdown again of that. Um, so this week, game week's top 20, four of them were goalkeepers and 11 of them were defenders, only two midfielders and only three forwards. So we only have to glance at the scores to work that one out. Hearts, Hibs, Motherwell, Rangers, all clean sheets in their games and St Mirren, St Johnston was a nil-nil. So naturally, goalkeepers and defenders are going to be in the points. Um, if we compare that to the combined uh, totals for game weeks one through to three, two goalkeepers, uh, 23 defenders, 23 mids and forwards, 11. So we've mentioned in the past, defence and midfielders is maybe the, the area to focus on. Goalkeepers still set and forget and maybe not plug too much money into the forwards. Okay, move on to our topic and then our questions. So the topic this week was... Was any of the last day's transfers in or out of the team making you think about A, a wild card, or B, transfers? So I'll start here, Tommy, and go over top of this off pod. There's one name straight away for me stands out. It might not be the fastest name. Scott McCann leaving Hamilton and Dundee United. 
quite a few times last year, Tom, you mentioned Scott McCann's stats and how he high was in certain like, expected tackles or assists or whether he was playing. But mm-hmm. he's moved to Dundee United because Robson's away. So what's your first thoughts on Scott McCann? And is he... Now, we know with the watch list section, but I suppose it's, it's similar because it's transfers just in the door. So is he one to watch for you? Definitely one to watch. Um, he could be in amongst the kind of little kind of bonus point system for interceptions and tackles. Um, Dundee United, as we said, they've been f- keeping pace for clean sheets. They do look fairly solid, perhaps less so now that Seagrist is going to be out the picture for a while. But I think he's definitely going to be a good addition for Dundee United and certainly one I'll be keeping an eye on. What's going on? Yeah, I agree. We've done our top 10 uh, podcast last season and I think McCann, he's uh, showed up in a few of the top 10s or he was just outside it, like you say, Peter, with the, with the stats, uh, shots and then uh, like expected tackles and all this. So definitely one to watch for me and straight onto the watch list. Just We need to see Trevor Carson go now, but they're 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 missing their first choice goalie. How that uh, impacts like the organization of their back four, um, but yeah, on, on the watch list straight away. Next up is a uh, Jordan Roberts, who played last year for Hearts. I believe eight games in total. Tom eight games, three goals. He's back alone again to Motherwell from Hearts. I don't really know a lot about him, but I do know Motherwell fans be quite excited. They got him back. Any thoughts on this guy? Um, I think at present, probably Tony wants the man to have at Motherwell just now. Um, he's kind of carving himself the position of talisman there. Um, I don't want to go too all in on Motherwell, so I'd, I'd say that he's probably another wait and see for me. Can you remind Roberts of last year, Gunnar? Is that the name just passed you by? No, I remember the name, but it's, I agree with Tom. Tony Watt is probably your main man there at the minute, competing with Van Veen already, but Watt seems to be, I wanted to say the number one, but he's probably the number nine in that regard, if you want. <laughs> and uh, Roberts, as well as most of these deadline signing, probably they, they go straight onto the watch list until we've seen them play and integrate in their respective teams. And um, yeah. Okay, next up is the two at Celtic. Now, Edouard left the league and Christy left the league, so that's two Celtic big hitters gone. In their place came Giacomakis, I don't know if I was right or not, and Jota, much easier to say. Now, my point here with two of these players would be Giacomakis isn't going to be first choice if he's going to play for Ashton in the middle, so you're basically in the job in this striker straight away, I think it was silly. I don't think he can be guaranteed first team minutes. I think he can be a backup for Kyogo. Wait and see how he can integrates into the team. He may play certain games. But with Jota coming to Celtic, he seems to be the only fit left midfielder that Celtic have got. So if they can get up to speed, I think he could be as nailed as you can get in this Celtic team. Thoughts, Tom? Yeah, he's probably the, the one to go out of the two. You're right. Regarding uh, Georges, the striker, he um, he's probably going to play. He's probably <laughs> going to play second fiddle to Furuhashi, um, perhaps maybe impact sub. But given how Selic progressed through Europe, he might start a few games. But do we have a price tag for him yet? Do we know? I've just looked it up. It's seven point four million. See, that's huge. I mean, you're probably not, not going to. You're not going to make the risk there, are you? No, no, no. no. Yota, what's his price? 6.0 or 6.1, I think. So he basically, right. he basically replaced Christie's price. And you yeah. need a cheaper frame already. That's what they're doing. I don't know. I mean, Furuhashi, Abada, probably the two for me, maybe Turnbull. So he'll have to he'll have to really hit the ground running. I'd, I'd probably be a little bit wary just now, see how he gets on over the next couple of games. They've got Ross County and Livingston, so I mean, if you want to gamble, you can. Um, I don't know. I, for for me, I'm more cautious. So I'll keep. I'll, I'll see how he goes on the first game. Okay, good thoughts. Well, so last game week, I brought in Scales, the Irish defender that Selica signed. Um, so I I got burned by thinking he's gonna play left back with Taylor out. So I'm definitely gonna wait 
on the the new Selig signing as well, and just see if and when they come into team. But I think Tom has a point with Jota being the only like left-sided midfielder, attacking midfielder they have when Bada and Forrest probably battling out on the on the right-hand side. But 7.4 million for Georgios seems seems a bit steep. I know he's yeah, I don't know if they they just given him the the Edwards price tag and overall I think it's a it's a decent signing like if I remember correctly he's come from like the worst team in the Dutch league but he scored the most goals so I mean that that's quite a feature um but at the price tag he comes in when I can have Furuhashi at 5.8 million I'm not interested unless he bangs a hat trick every week then you have to move make a move for him but as it stands wait and see yeah, I guess price because he's a Celtic striker, like because he plays for two teams at the top. Mm. I don't see him getting as much game time as people make out, but could see. Right, one get out of Celtic was Lee Griffiths. This has actually impact another fantasy aspect because, as you mentioned yourself, Cummings, the cum dog, is like a cheap striker asset to have in the game, maybe a third option. But if Lee Griffiths arrives with Dundee, you'd like to think maybe Dundee now, well, he'll be probably top right pecking order. So we've got a question on this. I'll just ask the question right now because it's covered the exact same point twice. Is it right? Soccer me up at soccer me up. Is Griffiths now a good option after his loan deal to Dundee? So that's the question. Gunnar. Right. You're totally right. I think Cummins, he is his minutes are probably going to be even more limited than they already are. He doesn't always start the games. But Griffiths is coming in because he has the Celtic price tag, 5.4 million. And for me, right now, as it stands, it's a very obvious no. Uh, you can have Boyce for 5.3, who has had two price rises already. Ramirez also had price rises. He's 5.6. Tony Watt comes in 4.8. Uh, um, so just on like Boyce and Ramirez, you can you could argue you can get a striker from a top five team there for roughly the same price that Lee Griffiths comes in. I have absolutely no sentimental attachment to Lee Griffiths, so um, I, I can't even remember the good old days. Uh, and and my point is kind of like he hasn't played consistent football in well over a year now. Like since Fantasy Football Scotland started, he hasn't played consistent football. And if it wasn't for Neil Lennon throwing him in ten minutes here and there for a hail mary, then he wouldn't have seen any football over the last <laughs> year, I would think. So. Again, if he starts scoring hat-tricks every week, then of course we can talk about him. But until he's built up his fitness a wee bit and until we've seen him in the Dundee system, not interested at the price that he is. Same question you, Tom? Yes, Gunnar's covered it. Given his price point, he's still got that big money Selic price tag. He's going to have to outscore the likes of uh, Boyce or Ramirez for us to to pique our interest. Um, so, plus Dundee have perhaps been underperforming as well. They've not been, they've not been too great. I think he probably will play for them week in, week out. Um, but I don't think he's going to justify the price tag. Okay. Next few couple of quick hits, and this is probably all we cover the same kind of thing. Alex Samuel striking to Ross County. Sondre Johansson defended in Motherwell. Uh, and Nathan Wood defended the Hibs. My thought, again, with the threes, you're probably going to agree, is it's just a wait and see if they come in and get their choice in the position of the team and take it from there. Tom? Yeah, we, we kind of had this experience last season, the likes of Guy Malamed and other players coming into the league. Um, so you, you, you can't really jump in with both feet because they don't always work out. So best wait and see. There's probably a, a good group of core players that are performing quite well just now anyway that we're, we are aware of that have been in the league for some time. We've, we've been aware of them since last season um, and my focus would be on, on them at the minute. Uh, these other players, they're, they're, they've only just came. They're going to be very low ownership. It gives us all the time to, to watch a few games, watch the highlights, do a wee assessment and then decide if it's worth it or not. I agree. I have, the, I have the list here. And apart from someone like Griffiths, yeah, we said he's probably going to be first choice at Dundee. 
uh, and Scott McMahon because we've seen him last season and United had a player leave in his position, so we're expecting him to play there. All the others, even the Celtic signings, it's the new center half, Vickers, like it's a wait and see how they integrate in their teams, how many minutes they get. Like I couldn't tell you how much uh, Nathan Wood is going to play for, for Hibs now. Uh, is he going to be first choice center half? How much will he play? Like it's all, apart from maybe Griffiths and McMahon, you could argue, argue Jota, but then how interesting is he for, for fantasy football? All the others are a wait and see for me how, how they perform. Okay, cover Cameron Catback is a good, I think, quite easily. That was a case of wait and see. Right, but a couple of moves the other way can affect teams. So, first of all, Rangers. Cedric Itton went out on loan. So, that limits Rangers strikers now to one less to worry about. So, does that make that seem more appealing? They started Ruth and Morelos at the weekend, or do you think still uh, just wait and see? Or do you think Morelos is first choice? Good. I hadn't seen that uh, it moved away because I, I like when I did the prep here, I just looked at the ins, but I'm not sure if them playing with two strikers maybe was a case of just like that was the system that could play with the players that had had left with with the the COVID outbreak or people isolating. So I'm not sure if that's the way forward. What they're gonna do? Morelos didn't leave, so. Kind of expecting him to be still first choice striker, but we've seen Roof last season, and and he, he also had his good patches. I, I really don't want to sit here and say we was just wait and see on Everton. But <laughs> we're only we're only four game weeks in. Uh, ideally, you still have your wild cards as well. That is not a dig. I'm just saying it's a long that's, time until we get the second wild card. That's twice comes off, bud. But you know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's still very early in the season, and all these deadline deadline deals as well that is gonna impact the game, and yeah, for Rangers as well, they have to have to to deal with the European games as well. It's a wait and see. What about you, Tom? One less strike of Rangers does that make Morelos or Roof more appealing? Are you still holding off? It does make them more appealing. Um, my thoughts on the Rangers midfield last season were there. There was no big standout. They're all pretty streaky. Um, at one point, I think we all had um, either Tav, Goldson and Barisic or two of those and one of the strikers. So if they're not keeping clean sheets, Barisic suddenly becomes um, less appealing, as does Goldson. So we then cast our eyes to the attack. I wasn't too keen on the midfield, so... I could consider a striker. They do come with a heavy price tag, so they would have to be doing particularly well. Um, the fact that Morelos has stayed, that was the, kind of one of the big question marks at the start of the season. He was linked with Porto, and he was always getting linked away. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to sit and wait and see how they go, they go against St. Johnston. St. Johnston was a little bit of a bogey team for them last season, so I'd be interested to see how they line up and how they perform there. Um, it's a bit of a fresh start. They've, they'll have the international break to kind of work on the, the shortcomings so far this season. So I'll be using that as an opportunity to see how they perform and then take it from there. I think. Also, a nice caveat there, Tom. Next stop is St. Johnson. They have lost Jason Kerr, centre back, and Ali McCann midfield. Two of we could say of their not just could have say two of their better players have now left the squad. Does that impact what you think St. Johnson could do this year? Does that impact maybe St. Johnson's options as a midfield asset or a defensive asset? Start with you, Tom. Yeah, I think he will have a big impact. I mean, he wasn't um, he wasn't always the um, the man for for points, but he's a bit of a well, well. I use the comparison loosely. He's a bit of a Scott Brown. You're probably not going to get him in as a fantasy player, but um, he he's the engine room of the team. In, He's always involved, so I think he will be a big loss. Care as well, integral part of the the defence. I did say suggest earlier, maybe perhaps consider getting rid of your St Johnston defenders, and uh, I think that just maybe reinforces the point. Okay, right. A couple of questions. We move on to the cup draw for the quarterfinals of the 
Jungle Free Cup. Don't worry, Tom. Can I just? No, you go get what? Can I just say on uh, Tom there? I to- totally agree with this. St Johnston uh, getting rid of the defense is is a good thing to do because if you look the next game, you've got Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs. Uh, yeah, it's a tough tough run coming up. Then two easier fixtures, and they're playing Celtic and Hearts. So I, I'm sitting with Alexander Clark, for example, and having someone like Kerr move. Hold that uh, thought, he, Gunnar. We've got questions on Clark. When you go, <laughs> right? Uh, but seeing someone like Kerr move, captain as well, that is definitely going to impact them. Then the engine room, like you say, moved away now as well. And on Aberdeen, I want to say I th- I think they've done very shrewd and early business. Which uh, was very interesting. I think they were pretty much, pretty much done pretty pretty early with like getting Brown in, Jet, uh, Ramirez. So I think that that was uh, well worth mention- mentioning as well. Okay, these both have Xander Clark in goals. I yeah. do. Right. Okay, question coming up then. Josh McSee footblog at Josh underscore footblog. Taking Xander Clark out, St. Jones have a tough runner coming up. Who should I replace him with? Just for a couple of you, I don't think they're, they're well, tell I, I'm on the wrong team. It's a tough run. A couple of you, Gunnar, would you <laughs> stick with Xander Clark or would you twist and bring somebody else in? And if so, who? Well, first you need to think about if you're making a move for your goalkeeper or if you if you can use that free transfer somewhere else. But if you're on a wild card, for example, then I think it's it's the right time to move off Xander Clark. Like I say, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs, the next three. And then the one player that I picked out uh, is Craig Gordon for Hearts. Next games, um, I don't actually have them here. Ooh. Hibs at home, Ross County away, Livingston at home, Motherwell at home. Next four. There you go. Apart from the derby, that sounds easy enough before they play Rangers in uh, game week nine. Um, Gordon, he's also had three bonus, seven saves this week. Uh, same price as Zander Clark. And if you wanted maybe a budget pick, then Trevor Carson. He's played <coughs> two games now, had a clean sheet, and then the next game he saved the penalty. So they will be my two picks. But number one pick, because he's the same price, it's an easy sideways move without having to just do too much. Craig Gordon. My pick will be Trevor Carson. I got him in a wheel card, 2.5 million. Guaranteed first choice now by Secret Out. That's why I went for him. Tom, your thoughts? Um... I'd probably stay away from Rangers. The the McGregor McLaughlin um, debate still rages on. Um, so for me, given Selig play Ross County, Livingston, Dundee United, uh, the latter two haven't been great attacking wise, and Ross County a bit questionable. Um, but for me, I'd maybe look at Joe Hart. I think Selig's defence is going to uh, perhaps develop over the international break, time to gel, might come back a new beast. Um, so for me, perhaps Joe Hart might be a decent option. I like it, Thomas. I, I see you're feeling it. You're getting back into the tuna melts. That's right. Actually pick a defender. That's, that's good stuff. There you go. Should have a bit of faith. Well, it's not <laughs> actually a bad point because we said we we don't know yet how Celtic's defence is going to gonna look like. Uh, Vickers coming in, the new right-back. Uh, scales and all them. So if you if you wanted to benefit from Celtic potentially keeping a couple of clean sheets against the teams here, then picking the goalie that is definitely going to start is, isn't a bad shout. Plus he's nailed. Yeah, totally. You're not going to get Barkas back in that team. So yeah, Joe Hart is nailed the rest of the season. Again, it wouldn't be the worst option. Only thing again is limits you elsewhere for Celtic free picks. If they're going to be free scoring in home games, I guess kind of weak opposition, but. Is it right? Next question up and to the left. Right, FFS Maz. Is it time to get on Hearts defense with form versus fixtures? So I might go first because I don't think there's fixtures. Let me see. Hearts. Right, so they'll get Hibs at home, Ross County away, Livingston Motherwell at home. So that's three home games, one away game. And one's a derby game, so fair enough, right? That's good fixtures. But as Tommy to learn, they've only kept one clean sheet. Is that right, Tom? One clean sheet. So, yep. As much as the form's good, I'm still not 100 trust the rest of the defence. My mindset would still be would be if Becky would be Craig Gordon. You just mentioned it yourself, Gunnar. He's the one that's getting the bonus points. So, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts, Tom? 
Um, yep, Craig Gordon, he has had five bonus points in the first four game weeks. Um, he's in there for saves and stuff as well. So uh, I think Craig Gordon's probably the option to have. Um, yeah, I'd probably be looking at him. I mean, it's it's Maas who's asking us here, Hearts fan, so I can understand where the question is coming from. Hmm. Um, but I picked Gordon and Suter for my expert picks this week. And I looked up Suter. He's, he's twice now got a point for three interceptions. Uh, he has 20 points overall that come from a goal in game week one against Celtic and the clean sheet now against <laughs> Dundee United. <laughs> So I, I think there's definitely value there. I think he's around 3 million. If you don't want to go to someone like McGinn, for example, I know they're playing each other now, Hearts and Hibs uh, next game week, but McGinn is a half mil uh, more expensive. Suter, yeah, obviously with the injuries that, that he's had in the past, and I don't think he's going to be some kind of goal machine. Um, but going with Gordon, I think it's, it's definitely a decent shout. And Although Peter didn't really uh, want to believe it, but I think their fixture on is quite favourable uh, against well, I, him. I, you're right, I read it wrong. I was on the wrong team. You're right there. Yeah. So even then, you know, three out of the next four, like you say, are home games. Then yes, they play Rangers away. But then another home game against Dundee, who aren't in the best form now. I know it's like five, six game weeks away, but favourable run, I think you could argue. Um is Mass just asking about the defense? Yeah, just the defense. So the yeah, defense. Gordon. Gordon is probably the best pick out of the bunch, but I, I don't think you, you you wouldn't even go wrong if you tried to save a little bit and like pick one of their defenders. That's guess question, Tom, to come you first does us lost. Yeah, you get me first, but yeah. um <laughs> uh, boy, if you look at the points, Boyce is sixth total points in the game, Gary Mackay Stevens eighth, so not too far behind. Um, and then that really leaves a space for maybe one more. You may be considering Gordon or Suter. Both have 20 points. Suter's just slightly more expensive with 0.1 million. Perhaps you would maybe want to consider him given there's also the additional potential attacking returns. Mm. Um, that's just, I just noticed that there. Good. No, I, I like to, but there's, to me, there's, there's no defender stood out yet apart from. Gordon, I suppose Gordon's collecting all the bonus points, like a Bruno Fernandez type character. But I suppose it's a case of just take a point differential for yourself and boost up the league. Right, that is us finished with the Scottish questions. So one last thing to do is do the cup draw. So Tom, you missed the start of the, comp- the podcast, so you can bask in your glory of winning the knock me out on you go. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to rub it in. Yeah, he's too modest. I, mean, I don't want to rub it in. I mean, you're well carded. I kind of thought it was over at that point. Um, I even sold Hellander. Um, oh, I know. I, I even thought it was over at that point, but when it came down to it, the points don't lie. Your guys, your guys wanted it more. What can you say? <laughs> right, so there's eight teams left, eight players left. So simple, go one, go next, you do the draw. Gunnar, pick a number one eight. Seven. Seven is FPL Maz. Tom, pick a number. Two. Two is FPL Haggis. Gunnar, pick a number. Four. Is Rob McLennan. Tom? Eight. Is Donny 1977? Good up. Number one. Is Sutty at Sutty Show. Tom? Um, five. Is Hoofball Podcast Hamish? Two to go, but it's order of the home game away, leg. All Do right. I'm, I'm going to go number three then. Number no, six is Tom. And last up is FPL Irons. Oof. 
So it's FPL Mars versus FPL Haggis. Our McLaren plays Donny Seven. Sutty versus Paul Post Hamish. And Tom versus FPL Irons. Getting revenge for Gunnar. <laughs> Don't let him do the double over the podcast. Okay. On to a bit of FPL chat before we head off into sunset then, guys, right? So we'll go to our top our league. So league this week is one, two, three, number one, Barcelona, Barry Jones, up to number one, 65 points, 265 in total. Down to two is E6, Jay Placey, 54 points, 254 in total. Third is UEFA, Lona, Mike Mayer, 65 points, 253 in total. And the highest points score week was number 11, Come dang, dingy with me, or come dang with me, obviously. Uh, Samuel McFarlane, who's also in our FPFS league, 78 points. So, our scores, going about to your score of the week and your rank. Yes. Um, getting to it. So, I had 62 points overall. Uh, Sanchez in goals for two points. Trent got me four. Aileen, two points. Uh, Luke Shaw, six. Salah, 10. Rafinha, two. Fernandez, two. Benrama, two. Uh, Tony, six points. Ings, four points. And Captain Antonio, 22. Okay, Tom, you? Um, I am 653,938. Points-wise, Martinez got me two. Defence, Trent Alexander got me four. Shaw got me six. And Armati got me two. Uh, midfield, Brownhill, one point. Salah, 10 points. Ben Rama, two points. Fernandez, two points. Rafinha, two points. Captain Antonio got me 22. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin got me nine. I missed out on six points on the bench from Loughton. Good to ask you your rank. Did I get that off you? Don't forget. Uh, 351k. Okay. Tom? Right. I had the backman goals for four points. He managed two bonus points. God bless him. Kufal 1, <laughs> Trent 4, Shaw 6, Fernandez 2, Salah 10, Sun 10, Benrama 2, Armstrong 5, Tony 6, Captain Antonio 22, 0 on the bench, and I'm sitting at 82k. Chuff it after a few game weeks. Very good. Right, topic. We discussed it last week a wee bit. We are talking about heavy hitters. We talked about Ronaldo going to Man City. The time I thought it was going to be Man City. Mm-hmm. Ended up in Man United. We talked about being a midfielder in the game, like Salah and Bruno. Turns out he's a striker. 12.5 mid, 12.5 mid, 12.5 forward in the game. So, coming to you again, Gunnar. Ronaldo, do you want to get him in? Do you want to get him in? Oh. No, I'm um, finished. I'm not finished. I'm finished. The question's not okay, okay, okay. <laughs> do you want to get him in on his own? Would you get him in with Bruno? Or would you avoid Ronaldo? Right. Where do I start? So getting Ronaldo and Bruno would mean dropping Salah and or Trent. Uh, I'm not willing to do that. So that's a no. I am tempted by Ronaldo because he's Ronaldo. <laughs> so I saved the transfer over the international break. So after for the next game, we have two frees. If I drop down Bruno to someone... And upgrade inks, for example, I, I can easily get to Ronaldo. I've even got like 1.6 million or something in the bank. I haven't, honestly, I haven't looked at FPL since the last uh, points came in, international break. I'm not planning on making any early transfers to beat any price rises. It's, it is what it is. Um, he's locked. He can't get a price rise. So oh, Ronaldo himself, yeah, but... Yep. I think even that is a bit unclear if it's until the next game week or if it's just seven well, days. I, I was reading it last night. I think the way it looks is it cannot rise to after the game week. It cannot rise. Okay, fair play. But even though his, his prize is locked, I think someone like Bruno, he might drop if people start playing their wild cards and just like fiddling around with their teams, making early transfers. I think I've seen... Ings, I think, was projected to soon be dropping too. So I, I could be making moves, but like I say, I'm, I'm not interested in making them anytime soon uh, before before players come back from their uh, national teams. Game week four, United at home against Newcastle. It really is set up for, 
for Ronaldo. I, you could probably make a case uh, he might not start and then keep in Fernandez and captain in him against Newcastle could be just as good. But I'm going to decide closer to the time because I'm not making any transfers now. And my conclusion is I am interested in Ronaldo just for the fact he is Ronaldo. He will probably be on penalties and a lot of set pieces for United. Decent run until like game week seven or eight, uh, I think. I don't have the app open anymore. But then you just switch to Lukaku uh, and game week 13, 14, you switch back to United. I think that's that's uh, what it was. Like don't don't pin me down on the on the game weeks, but uh, you can you can definitely get some kind of like premium asset rotation going, uh, and that is probably what I'll do. Okay, so you weren't guaranteed, but I think one well, more question for you: One, do you think you'll own Ronaldo at one point in this season? Definitely. Game week fifteen, we look at we've seen that run. Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> right, <laughs> Tom. Same question to you. Um. Would I own him along with Bruno? Probably not, because if Man United have a bad game week, that's probably going to be about a quarter of your total budget just not doing anything. So I think it's probably going to be one or the other. Um, I probably want to wait and see. Do, do we think he's going to take penalty duties off, off um, Bruno? I don't know. Bruno's got a better percentage of taking penalties off. Conversion rate. Does he? Bruno knows the hierarchy for Portugal. He knows that he's a man. He gives it to him. Will he give it back to him? And Cavani's ready to give him. Is the sh- shirt going back to Ronaldo? Is that a lot of rubbish that talk online? The jump shirts. I, I haven't seen it, but I, the last thing I seen was that the squad numbers were locked in. You couldn't change right, them. Right, so you can't do it right. I suppose we don't know till the first penalty comes, do we? I would You're like right. to think it's Bruno's penalty to Bruno Mr. penalty. But then Ronaldo's Ronaldo, isn't he? So, back to you, Tom. Um, I mean, if he's firing all cylinders and scoring goals left, right and centre, then penalties probably aren't going to matter because if he's outscoring Bruno, then ideal, get him in. Um, probably going to have to bank two transfers to be able to do it without taking a hit. So, I'm in no rush, which means it gives us some time to see how things go um, and just continue to monitor the situation. But as time goes on, we near game week seven where all eyes are going to be on Lukaku. So we might not bother getting um might not bother getting him in um until after Chelsea's form takes a dip. So I think it's a keep with the theme of the podcast and wait and see. <laughs> if we didn't have a podcast name, that would be the name of the podcast, but unfortunately we do. Uh does his age put you off, Tom? Thirty six years old? Um, I think Ronaldo's a bit of a Benjamin Button. He, he doesn't seem to age. I think he must uh, sleep in a freezer at night or something. Um, so he looks perfectly fit, much fitter than Lee Griffiths. So um, I think he's. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Will you gonna age put you off? Not at all. No, not really. I, I was just thinking. I, I know it's being said in jest a little bit when it's like, yeah, but it's Ronaldo. But a lot of these questions really. Do come down to this, eh? like you can you can make all the arguments like will Bruno like give up the penalties? Will he give it back to, to him? And but then it does come down to a different player, probably not. But this is Ronaldo, eh? so it's it's really hard to tell uh, with him. And he might just really like hit the ground running. Uh, and like Tom says, he he's incredibly fit. And any other. 36 year old we would have probably said yeah he's he's almost past it or he's on his best way to be past it but it, again it comes down to but but this is ronaldo so i'm interested in owning him uh, i'll be watching uh, what we hear from from united if there's any rumors that he'll be starting this game against newcastle because then he would really be a captain option if he will be benched then he might still get attacking returns but I wouldn't captain him then. I'll, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. I'll wait for, before I make the move. But it really does come down. It is Ronaldo and most expensive uh, asset in the game. But if, if he really turns it on, then I think he's a must-own because he's going to be in a lot of teams. Uh, I know ownership 
is is is, is a double-edged sword, uh, and you shouldn't always uh, keep an eye on it. But it does come down again to it's Ronaldo, and if he's owned them by sixty percent of the game, then you're probably better off just uh, riding that wave with everyone else. And in the mud Cavani winners, I suppose, as well, after that. Eh? <laughs> right, that is us finished. Next week, we'll come back. We'll do a completely different pod because there's no game week. So amongst ourselves, I think Tom will do maybe a stat analysis so far. He alluded to it already. Maybe a quiz, Tom? Maybe a quiz? I can chuck a quiz in. Well, there. I can oh, do a quiz as well. I think we did it the last time we did a national break. We haven't free, had a quiz in a while. A three-way quiz. Do a quiz each, see what we come up with. All right. Yes. Entertain the listeners. Hit them with the razzle dazzle. You know, it works. <laughs> uh, so that's us funny. So plugs, Gunnar, plugs. Yes, I'm at Gunnar underscore FPL on Twitter. I'm doing the captain polls. I'm the graphics department of the pod. As you'll find uh, in the next hour. Yes, I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> ad FFS <laughs> memes. <laughs> And uh, anything, just get in touch if you if if you want my say on your on your team, I'll I'll have a look at it and let you know what I think about it. Tom, see me you plugs in. I am at FFS underscore Scout. Um, international break, so I don't I really have an excuse. I'll, I'll probably have to do an article. Um, keep you keep you all going. Um, that's probably about it. You can hit me up on Twitter. I like this, Tom. It's just weekly. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. Now, if we know the season's over and there's no more, <laughs> week. what a gimmick! <laughs> Keep them wanting more. Yeah, I'm in fantasy half again. Do the cups. These guys do the podcast. We will be back next week. If you like us, give us a review of your podcast. It's very much appreciated. It helps us get more people eyes and ears on us. And take it from that. That was us finished. So, guys, say goodbye, Gunnar. Goodbye. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. It's goodbye for me. See you later. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.